and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I am Ashley. And we're joined today by our friend from across the pond, Grant. Hi, Grant. Hi, guys. Um, so, Grant, you and I have interacted on Twitter uh, together at our at our respective Twitter accounts. So we have Mashley Movies, and then you want to tell folks what your Twitter handle is? Yeah, that's uh, Hot Talk Cinema, guys. Yeah. And Grant um, often watches movies and then kind of briefly talks about them on his Twitter feed. Uh, they tend to a lot of times be horror movies, but not exclusively. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, we asked him to join us today because um, uh, in our monthly Criterion series, where you know Criterion is a sort of a label that releases m- movies, um, we decided for October, um, with Halloween coming up, we would talk about a horror movie. It's Guillermo del Toro's first movie. And it's from 1993. It's called Kronos. Ashley's going to tell us about it. All right. So the movie starts off kind of in a, in a flashback to the 16th century where we see that um, an alchemist, I believe you would call him, has created a, some kind of device that um, allows people to um, extend their life, perhaps indefinitely, but for a long time. And this invention ends up in... Uh, kind of secreted in a, in a statue and our main character in the film, if we flash forward to the 1990s is Jesus and he's an antique dealer and he um, comes to possess this statue and he finds the device and becomes obsessed with it and the youth that it seems to bring to him. And so that's kind of the setup of this movie I guess, what did you think of this film, Matt? We should also mention that Claudio Brook is in this. Um, he plays an old man, so a wealthy man. Um, his last name is De La Guardia. And Ron Perlman, who is a uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, stalwart, yeah. he plays uh, De La Guardia's nephew. And so he's sort of the henchman. De La Guardia, the older one, is dying. He's also in search of this device that the alchemist made that's called Kronos. And um, so Ron Perlman is out looking for it, and Ron Perlman comes across it at the um, Jesus' antique shop. So this is interesting. You know, um, I wanted a movie to talk about for October for our Criterion series, and I wanted it to be kind of scary. We've already done Night of the Living Dead. Um <laughs> And, you know, I thought about this one. Now, Ashley and I have watched this before, and we didn't necessarily warm to it um, years ago. And But I thought, hey, let's give it another chance. And I, the second time watching it, I, I, I liked it more. It's um, At the heart of it is this story between this grandfather, uh, Jesus, who's played by Federico Lupi, and um, his granddaughter, Aurora, who's played by Tamara Zanath. And... I like their interactions, the, 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 the bond that they share. Um, Jesus is a good man. He gets tempted and tantalized by this Kronos device and all that it purportedly promises. But, you know, it, it's, it's poison chalice, really. And it, it unfortunately brings a lot of pain and misery down upon him. Um, so that I think I picked up on or appreciated a lot more this second viewing a few years afterward, the first time I saw it. Um, I also uh, liked the fact that it's, 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 a, it's a quick and dirty movie. I mean, it's like 90 minutes. 
and it just kind of does its thing and then it's done and it, and it's and it, and it I like the effects in it there are little so you sometimes we see down inside of the Kronos device when it's moving and there's like some moving parts in there and then there's like a little bug that lives inside <laughs> of there it's funny I like those they look a little fake <laughs> and I don't know if they're computer generated or if they're real. They look they look a little fake, but I kind of <laughs> like that. And um, and I uh, yeah, and, and I like the performance from the actress who plays the granddaughter. And I love uh, Federico Lupi in here as as uh, as Jesus. And of course, Ron Perlman. He's always he's always good. Uh, so yeah, and, and so Grant, what what are your thoughts on on it? So. Uh... Again, thanks for asking me on, guys. Uh, on Kronos, um, you know, I think if, you, if, if you're going into this film expecting a horror film, you'd be disappointed. Um, the film's not scary. It's, it, it's, um, it's not really horrific. It, it's a tragedy. The film is a, tra- is a, is a sort of tragic fantasy. And I think that uh, Del Toro is on record as saying that he, wrote, he basically wrote the film uh, to deal with his own grief of losing his grandmother. And you can kind of see that in the relationships between, um, you know, Jesus and, and his granddaughter. And I think the strength of the film, and, and unusual, I, I guess, for an ostensible horror film, is the cast. I mean, the cast are brilliant in this film. And there's very not that many horror films you can say that about. <laughs> uh, so I, I think the film improves with the, um, the frequency of, of watching it, um, because you you appreciate the, I think, the cast more and more each time, um, but I, I don't really regard it as a, as a, as a horror film. Um, and you, you know, the, the sort of vampire um, mythology really is, I think, is just an excuse to play out Del Toro's story. Uh, I, I do think it's got some similarities to some other films. Uh, so, uh, there's a there's a film from the seventies called the the Aspects, which I don't know if you guys have seen. It's a British horror film, and it's a bit it, it's relatively similar. It sort of opens and closes with bookend shots that are a bit like those in in Kronos. You mentioned, you know, sort of rolling back time and um, rolling forward time as well. Uh, and I also I loved the shots of the Kronos device. I thought that was, uh, you know, the way those are interjected into the film, you're completely right. It looks a bit hokey now, <laughs> but um, it's, a, it, it's, it's a nice touch, I think. Um, but yeah, the, the, those are sort of my, my thoughts. I think it's a very strong debut. If you think, if you watch this in 1993 from a new director, you know, Mexican sort of horror film, you would have been very impressed. Yeah, you both mentioned the the relationship between the grandfather and granddaughter, and that's what really stood out for me watching it the second time. And it and I didn't even remember it going in. Um, all I could remember going into this from our first viewing was was the device itself. Um, but yeah, that was there are some really touching scenes there, and I really liked um, their dynamic and the performance of the girl. She doesn't have a lot of lines, but it, she's she does a really good job, and. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that aspect. Um, you're right, it is, a, it is a very well-made film, particularly when you consider that it was a first film. Um, but it looks very del Toro, right, with the dark imagery and um, it, the set pieces. It, it, it looks very much um, like one of his films. And um, it's interesting, it's not, a, you know, it's not a particularly gory movie or, or, or violent movie, but there are some scenes that I find very unsettling. Um, you know, as he, 
as he becomes kind of obsessed with blood and, and getting blood. The grandfather. The grandfather. Um, I found that very unsettling, and I don't know. If, I think it's because we love him. We like him as a character. He's a, he is a nice guy. And we see him kind of being corrupted and transformed by this, by this thing. I, I found that to be uh, very affecting this time. Um, I love the chrono, Chronos device too. There's some, there's some scenes. The Chronos device, the way it works is it kind of, it has these little legs that come out and, and, <laughs> and, you know, they kind of inject themselves into the skin. And there's some close ups of that that I thought looked kind of fake, but were kind of charming, um, in their own right. I, uh, yeah, I like this a lot more the second time. And I, and I don't know if it's just because I, I picked up more on that um, grandfather-granddaughter relationship or not. Well, I think Grant was correct about the assessment that it's not really a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, it's, although it's kind of sold as a horror movie. And yeah. so yeah. I think when we watched it the first time, if your expectations are one thing going into a movie, even if it's a good movie, you're going to feel a little bit like a rope-a-dope has been done. And, <laughs> and yeah, that kind of soured me a little bit, I think. Uh, the second time, knowing, you know, even then, it, it's been a few years since I'd seen it. But I remember generally the what happens. Um, knowing that, I think, helped me the second time around. Um, also, uh, I just want to give a bit of praise to Ron Perlman. Um, he is, I think, yeah. is the most charming thug since, like, <laughs> since you know, Richard Widmark uh, in uh, whatever, the Kiss of Death. Uh, he, he's just, uh, he's, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's awful, but he's still got this quirky, weird charm. Uh, and I think that's interesting. I think Grant, this this plays into what Grant was mentioning earlier with the, the acting in this is just, um, you know, I mean, it's great. And, and even the little girl, uh, Tara Zanath, who played the almost mute granddaughter Aurora, <laughs> she's, she does, she does really well in her role. You know, it's always a little iffy when you get to child actors, but, uh, yeah. Um, no, I think this is really good. Um, any, any further thoughts, Grant? Uh, I was just going to say, I think one interesting thing, which I, I didn't pick up on so much, sort of maybe the first or second time I saw the film, but I've seen it a number of times is the juxtaposition of the sort of, the negative relationship between Ron Perlman and his uncle and the very positive relationship between the granddaughter and, um, and, and Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're both sort of linked by blood in terms of family, but they have very different relationships to, you know, either one. And I, I think that's quite an interesting part of the movie. Um, and also when you, when you think about it, the, the, the cast is quite small. The film doesn't focus on many people. It's quite an enclosed, tight little picture, and as you said, you know, it clocks in at ninety minutes. It's, you know, it's not an epic, um, and uh, I guess kind of feel it, it's a it's a nice film that that works. Um, but I do agree with with Ashley. But there are scenes in the film where, which are a bit unsettling, precisely because you know the character that's doing unsettling things is a kindly old grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. There's also a lovely relationship between Jesus, the grandfather, and his wife, uh, Mercedes. And oh, she's, yes. She's not in it a whole lot, but I thought the scenes that they did have together were, were quite touching. Oh. Grant's reminded me of something I want to mention, too. The, um, this, I guess, I don't know if you want to call them secondary, even tertiary characters in this. Because you're right, this is a fairly small cast when it comes to the main characters. But we do have a few scenes where there's multiple characters. Specifically, I think there's like a party, a New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's this 
plump guy who comes out of a bathroom stall and he's pulling his pants up and he's just <laughs> complaining because there had been a man in at the sink earlier who was fixing a nosebleed and just left a whole pile of blood <laughs> on the sink, which, which becomes important. But, um, this little plump guy is just complaining. He's like, you know, I, you know, I bust my hump all year long for, to try and go to a nice party. And then like people <laughs> act like this and he just is like <laughs> expletives. It's just, I don't know. I mean, he, and he, then he leaves. And I, and I, it's just a brief little like 30 seconds, but I just love that character. And, and then there's these two guys who work at the funeral home who are just, again, these, oh, yeah. these, these minor characters, but they have within there, I think they only have like two scenes, but you get, you get a complete, uh, completely defined almost personality of both of them. Um, and yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. So, yeah, um, we're going to do our scores here. Uh, Ashley, what would you give this out of 10? I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I'll give it a 7.6. And how about you, Grant? Uh, I'll give Kronos an 8 out of 10. <laughs> nice. Uh, so our score is a 7.7, and it is on the tomato meter. It has a certified fresh from critics of 91%, audience score of 69%. And thank you for joining us, Grant. No problem at all. Thanks.